yo! Welcome in to the Fantasy Bros NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. Joining me as always is my brother and bro, Baby Jake. Baby Jake, what's up? What is up, y'all? Welcome back. Welcome back. Here to have a great time per use. That's right. We're here on Tuesday recording this. We're going to take a look at the DraftKings salary changes and talk about some things that jump out to us. Jake, why don't you uh, lead us through it here? I see my main guy, the cheat code. Guy at the top there, the biggest difference in price from last week. He dropped half a thousand there, $500 drop. They have a decent matchup versus the Chargers. I have looked ahead a little bit and saw the over-under. It's one of the higher ones on the slate right now. I believe it's at 50 points. With them being my team, I get notifications, you know, anytime, <laughs> of anytime the line changes or anything like that. So I feel like he's got a pretty favorable matchup there. We keep moving along there. You got another NFC East guy, Dak Prescott's coming back from injury. We'll hopefully see if he's the same Dak Prescott. I wouldn't be surprised. He's got a pretty favorable matchup there. Denver, big news in Denver as well. They just traded Von Miller away. Yep. So their defense is going to be down a little bit compared to what it was the previous weeks here. Yep. He has another big price drop, $400, which seems fitting. Um, after not playing last week, that's typically what happens. You'll see on DraftKings and FanDuel, you come back from an injury and your your price typically drops yep. significantly. Yeah, back to Jalen Hurts here. He's playing LA. The Chargers have the seventh-ranked defense versus quarterback by, by position, by points given up fantasy-wise. But they have one of the worst rush defenses in the NFL, and Hurts is a mobile quarterback. So dropping underneath that 7K range, I think that makes him an extremely viable option. Dak Prescott, he practiced fully today, so he's good to go. I mean, he was he warmed up on Sunday. It was a game-time decision. He's going to be fine. They're playing Denver, like Jake said, losing Von Miller. Their third-ranked defense versus the quarterback, but that doesn't scare me away. Dak Prescott, we know what kind of ceiling he has. They're a, a fast-paced offense, so he's coming in at 7,300. He can easily put up a 30-point game fantasy-wise. I think Denver, too, that defense and the Chargers defense is similar. I think they give a lot up to the run. So we could see Dak maybe becoming even a little mobile in that game. He has so many options, though. He really doesn't need to when you have that many Mm -hmm. uh, pass catchers that are viable threats all around at tight end and receiver. Right. So maybe it's just a Zeke game then if you're not high on Dak. But... They just have so many weapons. They got to get out to a big lead somehow. It could very easily be Dak Prescott throwing for three or four touchdowns in the first half. Mm -hmm. Next up, we got Kyler Murray here with Arizona. Guy's been balling out all year. It's kind of simmered down maybe the past couple weeks. He's had a little price drop there. So he dropped $400 from $8,300 last week to $7,900 this week. Pretty good matchup for him. San Fran, as it's showing us there, it's the 27th ranked defense versus the quarterback. Big fan of that, especially with Kyler, since he's a dual threat guy. We love those guys, typically a little bit more than our pocket passer, the traditional QB. So we could see Kyler getting points through the air as well as on the ground. Yeah, absolutely love him. This is a division rival in San Francisco, but... They've been dealing with some injuries, although Kyler Murray is dealing with an ankle injury now, I believe, too, which may have something to do with his price decrease. But again, we know what his ceiling is, and he's coming in at under 8000 So that's a great price for a player of that caliber. 
I think it's the lowest he's been maybe since week one or two, I'm guessing. Oh, I'm sure. I think he was up to 8,800 there for a while. Not sure if he broke 9K or not. He may have. 79s, yeah, extremely reasonable. Next up there, we got uh, Matt Ryan. He's going to be one of our lower-cost quarterbacks. He's in the sub-six range there. He's at 5,600, and they're going against the 24th-ranked defense versus quarterback, which is New Orleans. They just got shredded, I'd say, this last week by Tom Brady. He does that to everybody, though. Uh, but New the Saints defense really has been able to stop the run, pretty similar to Tampa's defense. They're just kind of one-dimensional in that, where they can stop one side of the attack and not the other side. So the passing game has been pretty favorable against them. Now, Matt Ryan did lose, though, Calvin Ridley. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be out for extended time. Not sure how long that window is going to be. But his price drop, he went from 5900 to $5,600, $300 drop. So he's been hanging out really in the 5K range, I think, most of the season. I don't know if he's eclipsed the 6K mark yet. If he has, I'm sure it's been on the lower end anyway. Yep. Yeah, Jiggas, you know, when he said that New Orleans played Tampa Bay last week, they also played them earlier this season. So I think that this number is skewed. I don't think that New Orleans has a bad pass defense. I think that they've been in some situations where – They've just kind of allowed teams to pass, or they've played Tom Brady twice. So, again, if they want to lock down Matt Ryan, the Calvin ridley list Falcons, I think that they could do that. It'll be interesting to see if Marshawn Lattimore goes inside and guards Pitts, or if they keep him on the outside and he shadows Gage. I would assume Gage would take over that, that lead role there. Keep coming down here. Tannehill, um, he's down $300, down to 6300 Well, Sunday night game, so we'll skip over him. Kirk Cousins... He's down 300 to 6,200. They're playing at Baltimore. Should be pretty good matchup for him. I feel like the Ravens secondary has been hit or miss. Lately, a lot of teams have been able to throw all over them. The Chargers didn't that one week, but other teams have had pretty good success. Kirk Cousins, he's got weapons too. He has Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Neither of them really have had a huge breakout game. I want to say Jefferson only had a couple catches this last game for him. It's only a matter of time when he starts going off like he did last season. Say Kirk dropped $300 from last week, $6,500 to $6,200. I want to say that's been the range he's been floating in most of the year. But mm -hmm. with Kirk, you, just, you don't get any mobility. He's not a guy that's going to run, so you're really counting on him to get it done through the air. And expect. I mean, if you're going to play him, you're banking on him to get at least three touchdown passes or more. Right, which... He's a great tournament play for that reason. They're playing against Baltimore. This could be a pace-up game. Um, Minnesota could be playing from behind, which would force them to pass the ball. And it's a narrow target tree. You know who his weapons are. He's got Jefferson. He has Thielen. So I think Cousins will be a pretty popular tournament play coming in at 6,200. And then even on the other side of that, if you want to play Lamar Jackson, who I think is a great play this week, um, you know, even from behind or with the lead, Baltimore likes to run the ball. They don't really care what the game script is. They're going to run the ball. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson, I think, is going to be a great play this week as well. And then you could always run it back with Jefferson or Thielen. Or you could even avoid the pass catchers and Cousins and run it back with Cook. But I guess, you know, just to put a cap on Kirk Cousins here, I think he's going to be a good tournament play, especially with that discounted price. Come down here, we got Joe Burrow up next. He's also down $300 this week. Coming off that Jets loss, you know, I can understand why they dropped him back below 7 k He's down to 6,800. They're playing Cleveland at home. Cleveland is the 28th ranked defense versus quarterback. 
I'm surprised with that ranking. I would have thought they've been higher. I feel like their pass rush has been doing fairly well, especially Miles Garrett. RIP to all the quarterbacks this year that he's sacked. <laughs> well, you got to remember this that number that we're looking at, that is fantasy points allowed to opponents. It, it isn't real life football. Think about who they've played. They played the Chiefs in a shootout week one, they've played the Chargers. So it isn't to say that they have a bad secondary. It's just to say that they've given up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks so far through eight weeks. That's all that means. Mm-hmm. So we're not looking at any of the peripheral stats or, like Jake said, you know, with their pass rush and everything. We aren't looking at any of that. That's just strictly fantasy points given up. And, you know, we're actually here looking at salaries. This is just <laughs> another stat that it gives us here. So without any context, you know, you need to look a little deeper into it. Don't take this number as gospel. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, with Joe Burrow, like you'd said, he dropped a little bit in price. After that Jets game, he didn't play the best. Um, I believe he has all of his weapons back this week, though, so I anticipate him performing well. I would think so anyway. I mean, he has Jamar Chase, who still has a touchdown every single game. Mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd contributed a little bit more this last week. T. Higgins had a decent amount of targets. And Joe Mixon, I believe, had a touchdown as well. So they are still spreading the wealth with all their weapons there. So Joe Burrow, I feel like, is a good play this week as well. Good tournament play. Not considering cash at all with him. but Yeah. No, I think that that's good. I think that people are going to have a sour taste in their mouth after that Jets game. I think that they'll kind of think the same thing you know, Jake did when he sees Cleveland and is just like, oh... It's going to be a gritty, grinded-out game, but Cleveland's not afraid to get into shootouts. So if Cincinnati can jump out to an early lead, I think Cleveland will you know, play pace up to stay up with them. And let's say Cleveland comes out and just kind of establishes dominance. Well, then Cincinnati's going to be passing from behind, and Jamar Chase is just you know, a highlight reel, a human highlight reel. Um, let's see. We also have coming down here Justin Herbert. He's... Also $300 down, they're playing at Philadelphia. So there you got Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert. I'm sure that's going to be a very popular stacked game this week just because of the talent there at quarterback. And then they both have pretty narrow target trees if we compare them up with. Let's just sort by salary this week, see if anybody else jumps out to us, and then we'll wrap up quarterback. So, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, he's down 100. They're playing Green Bay. Again, narrow target trees, you know who to play. You play Hill, you play Kelsey with Green Bay, you play Adams expecting he's back, or Aaron Jones. Tunyon's out, suffered a season-ending knee injury, so that's really about it there. But yeah, Mahomes is always a play, and he's coming in at under 8K. So that's interesting. That's a really fair price for him, even as poorly as he's kind of been playing this season. We know what he's capable of doing. Mm-hmm. I say they didn't do <clears throat> too well last night. I think they ended up beating the Giants by 3, 20-17 I think was the final score there and Kelsey's been the guy and their offense has been struggling so I get why the price I guess dropped a little but we all know the capability that Patrick Mahomes has with his arm and his legs very dynamic player out there just like you said 7800 really fair price for him uh the guy at the top there Josh Allen you can't go wrong with Josh Allen Mm -hmm. really favorable matchup against Jacksonville this week he ended up going up a hundred dollars I still feel like he's a good play at that price. I can't imagine him scoring any less than probably 25 fantasy points this week. He can get it done, arms or legs. Has a lot of targets that he can share the wealth to. 
Dawson Knox might be back this week. I'm not certain. But, I mean, this past week, he gave Cole Beasley a bunch of targets, hooked him up. He ended up being the guy that kind of asserted himself as the fill-in guy that consumed all the targets to Knox. And then if we keep going down here. Yeah, I love Josh Allen, too. That's Josh a great Allen, point. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, he's tough to stack because you're really just taking a shot in the dark, you know, deciding on who you're going to run him with in stacks. But I think he's great for cash game. And I do think his price is fair. He'll return 2x value every time at 8200 there's no doubt in my mind. But tournaments, you know, can he get 35? Yeah, he does that pretty regularly. But what receivers are you going to run him back with? So we'll just have to look later in the week, look at the player models, see if anything jumps out. But, yeah, I think that that's, you know, obviously a great play. Yeah, we'll keep coming down here. Um, Aaron Rodgers, so like we were just talking about Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers is on the other side of that game, coming in at 7,500. If that turns into a shootout, you could really play either one of them. And like I just mentioned, Rodgers is easy to stack. You play him with Adams, boom, move on. And then here we got Lamar Jackson. He was on uh, one of the showdown slates last week, so he doesn't have a salary. But 7,300, I mean, that I just can't believe he's in the low 7K range after you know his MVP season a few years ago when he was in the 9K range every week. So I, I just love seeing that price tag. I'm going to be playing him all over the place. Um, and then I guess you just keep coming down a little bit. Derek Carr playing the Giants, 5,900. Another one of those sub-6K, maybe tournament dart throws. You could pair Carr with um, Waller if Waller's back. It sounds like Henry Ruggs was in a car accident last night. Not sure the severity of that. Obviously, we hope he's all right, but not sure if he'll be available to play. And then on the Giants' side, Sterling Shepard went out last night with a quad injury. If he's back, he's always an option to run it back with. And then Kadarius Tony, obviously. Um, that's really all I'm seeing here. You got any other takes here at quarterback? Maybe if you really want to dive on like a tournament play there, I see Tua. He's popping up here. Just a favorable matchup. They're going against Houston. He uh, went up in price, though. So he's 5,800 this week, was 5,500 last week. Houston... We saw how bad they are. I mm -hmm. mean, the Rams are really good, though. They have so many weapons on offense. Miami doesn't look too bad either, though. Devontae Parker had a fairly good game this past week for them. He's back. I think Preston Williams contributed a little bit there. And then you got Jalen Waddle as well, the rookie. Gusecki. Yeah, Gusecki's the, the alpha over there. I mean, that dude has just been tearing it up lately. Target monster, red zone threat. So, yeah, I agree. I mean, anybody playing Houston has always got to be in the player pool, and especially if it's a sub-6K quarterback. So I think that's a great sneaky little dumpster dive pick there. All right, let's check out running backs. So Derrick Henry's here at the top, down 800, but obviously he's going to be out for a few weeks with his surgery. Next up, we see Javante Williams, 4,800. Brandon Bolden, 4K. Alvin Kamara, 82. Um, you know, I'm going to sort this actually by salary because when it gets to the running backs and receivers, a lot of those big price jumps are for really low price players to begin with. And it's guys that you're not really going to consider unless you're running them in stacks. So here, Alvin Kamara is going from 8,700 to 8,200. They're playing Atlanta. I think that, I mean, that's almost a lock button play for me, especially with Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey being out on this slate. And Jonathan Taylor's playing Thursday night. Najee Harris is playing Monday night. So you're going Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, and then you're down to Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon. Really shocked at Aaron Jones' price. 
Yeah, they've been keeping him. He actually went up $300. They've been keeping him in that upper 6K, lower 7K all year. And he's one of those boomer bust talents. We know that he could have three or four touchdowns in any given game, but he hasn't really seemed to have that high floor that you would expect from these high-priced running backs. Um, Dalvin Cook also 7700 He's down $300. They're playing Baltimore, 24th-ranked defense versus fantasy running backs this year. Um, you know, again, we want to look into more of the the data on that, but Dalvin Cook being a workhorse back that he is in a game that I expect to be, you know, potentially high scoring game. I haven't looked at the lines yet, but 7,700, that's a more than fair price for Dalvin Cook. I feel like that'd be a fair price for Alexander Madison if Cook was out, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, almost any week. And then I guess we're working our way back up here. Eckler playing at Philadelphia. Philadelphia, 25th ranked versus running backs. They've been getting shredded all year by running backs. So he's uh, coming in at 7,900 for a pass-catching running back in another game that should be pretty high-scoring and a up-tempo pace. I think that's a fair price. So you got Kamara, Eckler, Dalvin Cook kind of jumping out to me there as those elite-end running backs this week. Yeah, those are the big-time guys this week. If we keep going down here, I really like uh, Zeke's matchup this week with Denver. He went down this week, $300. He's at $7,000 for this week. I feel like that could be a very favorable matchup for them. The game script, I see Dallas pulling ahead early, so they'll resort to the run game, I feel like, early in the game, or at least most of the second half. Zeke's can do it all. I mean, they like to feed him the ball with carries or with passes. Doesn't really matter there. Yeah, Zeke's game script proof, too. It doesn't matter if they're ahead or behind. He's going to get 20-plus touches. He catches passes out of the backfield. He'll get his 12 to 15 carries. Yeah, and I, I agree with everything Jake said there, especially coming in $300 cheaper, definitely a play. We skipped over Joe Mixon. He's actually up $200 after that game against the Jets. So he's in the 7K range at 7100 playing against Cleveland. That's someone that I'll probably be fading unless his ownership is just so low that I can't resist. I guess we'll move it on down here. Do you have a Joe Mixon take? Um, no, nah, really the same. Yeah. I, I just don't know if I'm too high on him. Yep. Darrell Henderson, he's going up $400. They're playing Tennessee. This is a Sunday night game, actually. We'll skip over him. Is Saquon back this week? It sounds like he will be back. From the projection I saw on my season-long stuff, uh, Booker's, yeah, getting projected for like two points, and he's getting projected for... The workload is if he's going to be the starter this week. Yeah, it looks like they have a week 10 bye. So we'll have to take a look at that. You know, a lot of teams knowing that they have a bye coming up will rest injured players. But that would just, it blows my mind that they wouldn't have put him on IR, that they would have just wasted a roster spot this whole time. So we'll see. He's down $200, down to 6800 We know what kind of talent he has. They're playing Las Vegas at home. Could end up being kind of a higher scoring game. Both offenses are capable of getting in shootouts. So 6,800, I think that he'll be in my player pool. We'll move it down here. Nick Chubb at Cincinnati. Cincinnati 18th ranked defense versus the running back. And Chubb's a workhorse back with Kareem Hunt out. I know he didn't have a great fantasy day the other day against Pittsburgh, but he was on the field most of the time, had over 60% of the carries. Um, Dearness Johnson ended up getting a rushing touchdown. That was it. If, if Chubb had gotten that, then Chubb would have ended up scoring – 12 points or so, you know, still wouldn't have been a great game, but no one would really be complaining too much. So with him coming in at $6,700, I 
he's certainly capable of scoring 15 points, getting you that cash return value. Yeah, he's a guy I like this week. He dropped $100 even from last week, and we were high on him the previous week. Just like you said, with Cream Hunt out, you just anticipate him getting more and more carries. I feel like it's a favorable matchup for him as well. Yep. Next up there, we have James Robinson. I thought he was injured. Maybe not. I think this last game he went out. He escaped a serious injury and is expected to be day-to-day with a foot injury. Okay, day-to-day. So His status is still up in the air, and this was reported yesterday. So this was reported on Monday. Regardless if he plays or not, not too high on him because they are going against the Buffalo Bills this week. So he'll have a tough matchup. His price, he did drop down $200, and his price at $6,400 this week. Not a terrible price for him, but... I I don't know if he'll play or not. Carlos Hyde is a guy I would keep an eye on with that, see how things turn up, if Robinson gets a start or not. Hyde I could see as a play, though, with his price. I'm sure he'll be coming in in the 4K range somewhere in there. I'm not playing Hyde against Buffalo. I wouldn't even probably play James Robinson against Buffalo. All right. Personally. <laughs> and that's coming from a guy who played David Johnson last week. Yeah, I'm like, he played... <laughs> 4200 David Johnson. So, $4,200 David Johnson in what I was expected to be a kind of a shootout and David Johnson catches passes. Carlos Hyde, he does nothing. He can't <laughs> run, he can't catch. I'm not playing Carlos Hyde. Um, but it is worth, I guess, keeping your eye on James Robinson if he's going to play or not because that could change how Jacksonville approaches the game entirely. We'll keep moving it down here. Cordell Patterson up $100, 6300 at New Orleans. Like Jake mentioned earlier, New Orleans has a stout rush defense. Um, Cordell Patterson can run routes and catch passes and with Calvin Ridley now taking his uh, leave of absence they may get Patterson more involved in the passing game so that New Orleans run defense doesn't scare me as much you know they'll use Mike Davis as their primary running back I imagine moving forward and then sprinkle Patterson in so I don't know Um, we'll see where his ownership is I think that's interesting though I really am curious to see how he's going to be utilized but Obviously, we got to decide if we're going to play him or not before the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next up, we have Josh Jacobs there. I believe he'll play this week. It sounds like he is good to go from what I saw earlier today. Yeah, let's take a look here. Um, likely avoided major injury. Good news. They can't, or this was two weeks ago, so they can't. They're coming off the bye. Um, I'm not seeing any news since then. It looks like they are expecting him to be ready this week. And they're going against the Giants this week. He's priced at 6200 Not sure what he was priced the other week against Philadelphia. I feel like that's a reasonable price, though, for Josh Jacobs. I could see him showing out this week. And the Giants don't put up a ton of points typically either. I mean, Monday night they just scored 17. So depending on what that total team uh, total looks like for them, I could see this just turn into a run run it down their throat sort of game, smash mouth game from the Raiders. Mm-hmm. We'll see how things unfold though as the week goes on though with the injury reports and whatnot. Right, and since Gruden's been out of Las Vegas, it does seem like they want to use Josh Jacobs more as a bell cow back. Now, I'm not sure if that does have to do with Gruden being out and them having new coaching or if it has more to do with you know Peyton Barber being injured and Kenyon Drake kind of dealing with injuries. 
Um, but we'll see. You know, Josh Jacobs was a first-round pick. He has the talent. They spent the draft capital on him. So we'll see if he's healthy and how they utilize him. But I agree with Jake. That's a fair price. Keep coming down. Chuba's up 100. They're playing against New England. Nothing really there. Damian Harris down 100. So you got both of those running backs. Teams are playing against each other. 6,100, 6,000. Amir Abdullah was getting sprinkled into Carolina's backfield a little bit last week. So that's kind of concerning. I don't really like paying 6K for a running back who's losing touches and then who's also in a matchup that I wouldn't really consider New England favorable. They're 10th ranked versus running backs. And it seems like they just know how to scheme up defenses to, to kind of keep themselves in games, which doesn't really lend itself to the opposing team's running backs' mm-hmm. fantasy potential. Damian Harris, um, great play if they have the lead. I'm sure that they'll be favorites, even though they're on the road here. So at 6K, he's starting to get up there in price. When he was down at like the low 5K range... I loved playing him, you know, knowing that he had that two touchdown upside and that he was going to get 15 carries. Now that he's up to 6K, still definitely should be in tournament consideration, but I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm with you there. It's His price is just getting maybe a little too high for my liking. He's been a guy that you could count on, though, to get the touches. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get any passing, really, but he gets a lot of run carries, especially in the red zone area. I believe he punched one in from one yard out this past week. That was his lone touchdown, but those are the sort of carries you can usually count on him from week to week. Yep. Chuba, not a fan of New England. Seems like their defense just shuts everyone down lately. They try to take away your run game and then force you to throw. And I'm thinking they're going to do that this week, especially with Sam Darnold struggling, and we don't know if he's going to play or not. I, mm-hmm. They might end up having to go with their backup there, P.J. Walker. So I feel like... New England then would definitely shut down uh, the rushing offense for the Panthers there. Yep. We'll kind of get through these running backs now that we're under the 6K range pretty quick. You have um, Devontae Booker is up 100 to 5,900. But like we mentioned, Saquon might be coming back. Elijah Mitchell, he jumps out to me here. They're playing Arizona. Fifth-ranked defense versus running back. But we know that San Francisco is going to want to run the ball. He's up $400 to 5,800. I still think that that's a great price for a running back that has the potential that he has playing in the system that he plays in. Got any thoughts on him? Yeah, I feel like he's a similar play to what Damian Harris is. So I do like him. Like we were just saying, his price, you know, he's in the 5K range now. Liked him a lot more last week being 5,400, but this week he is 5,800. Mm-hmm. But he gets all their carries right now. Jamichael Hasty is really just their third down back, and Elijah Mitchell is getting all the first and second down reps for him. Yep. Keep coming down. Miles um, Gaskin, he's up 200 to 5,800. They're playing Houston. Gaskin still is in that running back by committee, so it's tough for me to play someone at $5,800 that you don't even know if they're guaranteed touches or not. With Miami's backfield, I think Malcolm Brown's out. Still, I believe mm-hmm. he's on the IR. So, yeah, he's still fighting for carries with uh, Salvin Ahmed. Yeah, and they have Patrick Laird. So, we'll oh, see. Yeah. We'll see. And, you know, Miles Gaskin is more of a scat back. Or at least that's how they like to utilize him. So in a game where they're playing against Houston, they may get you know a sizable lead and then get Salvin Ahmed in to keep Gaskin healthy. Mm-hmm. We'll see. 5,800, that's kind of that no man's land there. Um, we'll keep jogging down. Darrell Williams up 100 to 5,700. They're playing Green Bay. I think that's fair price. Him, it's hard to say, though. It looks like uh, CEH might be back this week. There's a chance... And if that's the case, then probably fade both of them. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's interesting. 
Um, keep coming down. Nothing really jumping out at me. I don't see anybody else. Chase Maybe. Edmonds still 5,300. Chase Edmonds, James Conner, both in those low $5,000 range. I think that they're both viable options. I prefer Chase Edmonds because of the pass catching upside. But James Conner has that touchdown spike potential. So just personal preference there. Zach Moss, that's a guy that I could see having himself a better week with them going against Jacksonville. It's a very favorable matchup for them. You could see Buffalo getting ahead early and then just relying on the run the rest of the game. Zach Moss has been their first, second down sort of back. Singletary's been getting third downs here and there. And he's at a pretty good price, 5300 He just went up $100 from last week. I could see him being a good play this week if you're trying to scheme for those lower 5K backs. Yep. Really, I mean, now we're really getting down into the bargain bin, and all I'm seeing that's jumping out at me is Boston Scott is up $800 to 5200 this week. I believe he had two rushing touchdowns last game. Yeah. With Miles Sanders being out, they're playing the Chargers, who have the 31st-ranked defense versus running backs, and they do have a pretty porous run defense. So um, not saying that I would necessarily play Boston Scott at 5200 but that's quite the price increase there. Other than that, Alexander Madison's down 500, but that obviously has to do with Dalvin Cook reasserting himself, showing that he's healthy. Nothing else really jumping out at me. CEH here is down 200 to 5K. So if he is healthy, I guess at that price, maybe he's worth consideration. But he didn't look all that great before his injury, and Darrell Williams was already eaten into his touches before. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Kind of scary. Could pay off in tournaments, but I'd probably stay away. And then really the only last thing here, I guess two guys, Carlos Hyde up 800 to 4,900. Like Jake mentioned, if James Robinson is out, 4,900, that's cheap for a running back. But playing against Buffalo, I'm probably going to avoid that. And then really the, the last guy here, Mike Davis is down $300 to 4,700. I'm guessing that has to do with the matchup. They're playing at New Orleans. But with Calvin Ridley out, they might potentially move Cordell Patterson to more receiver like we were talking about, which would then lock Mike Davis in as the Belcott running back. $4,700 seems like a David Johnson play. <laughs> nice way to get a cheap running back to score one point for you. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely I was saying. I'd be curious to see touches from last week. I haven't looked at that at all. I would go back and look at that before I make that call. But, I mean, if, yeah, if Mike Davis took – you know, maybe 80% of the workload at running back this past week. We'll definitely consider it. Because the guy that we all were high on, I think this last week for Atlanta, was going to be Russell Gage with Calvin Ridley out. And then mm-hmm. he didn't do anything. No, he didn't. But speaking of Russell Gage, let's take a look here at receivers. Get through those. Um, Obviously, Russell Gage isn't up here at the top. But you got Cooper Cup up another $400 this week. So he's just every week up substantially and he keeps returning value they're playing against the tennessee pass funnel 29th ranked versus receivers sunday night game don't know why we're talking about him (laughs) don't even have to worry about him but if you're doing showdown consider him captain yep sorry about that we'll keep moving uh here at the top Devontae adams tyreek hill these were two of the top three receivers along with stefan diggs coming into the season so nothing really surprising there price wise they're both down four hundred dollars Adams is at 8,200, Tyreek Hill 7,900, and they're obviously playing against each other. 
I think both of those are great plays at those prices, and you could potentially even pair them together in a, a game stack. Yeah, they have to be awesome plays because you know that game total has to be extremely high. Mm-hmm. It has and, to be in the 50s. And they're both capable of 30 or 40-point games. Easily. So, yeah, I think those are great cash plays, great tournament plays. Next here we have Debo Samuel. He's up another $400 to 7800 and he just keeps getting it done too. As a second or third year receiver, young receiver, finally kind of catching on in the league, and he's just become the alpha third of that year, offense. Maybe? Him and DK came out the same year. I think it is his third year, but I think he had some injuries his, his rookie year, so we'll call that a redshirt year. Yeah, Debo's been playing phenomenal all year. He really performs well when Jimmy G's at the helm, and they had Jimmy G's last week, so what mm-hmm. do you know? He goes off and has himself a game. I anticipate the same thing happening this week with Arizona. You could see that game turn into sort of shootout. I'm sure it's going to be a higher total with Arizona airing it out nonstop. Yeah, and there were reports coming out this week. Um, do you guys remember pre-draft when there were all these reports coming out that Mac Jones was the quarterback the 49ers were trading up to pick? Well, just this week there were reports coming out in San Francisco that Kyle Shanahan did actually prefer Mac Jones, oh. but that the brass wanted Trey Lance. So... That kind of explains the way they've been handling the Trey Lance-Jimmy Garoppolo situation all year. Garoppolo, if you remember, he got injured, and that's why Trey Lance was forced in to start that game. It wasn't. It had nothing to do with the team moving on from Garoppolo. It seems like Shanahan prefers Garoppolo. So whether or not that story you know, has any validity to it or not, I think it is just kind of worth noticing that Garoppolo is their starting quarterback when he's healthy. And to Jake's point, Garoppolo likes Debo Samuel. So I think Debo is definitely someone that we can stay on. We'll come down here one more. We got Stephon Diggs. He's down $400 to 7700 That's another one of those guys we know what he's capable of, and they're playing against the Jaguars. Now, Josh Allen spreads the ball around. He doesn't have a favorite receiver this year like he did with Diggs last year. But, again, we know that he can go nuclear at any point. I like him at that price and that matchup. Yeah, I love Diggs. I feel like it's going to happen. It's a matter of time. Jacksonville has been poor. I mean, this last week, they got shredded by Geno Smith. The Seahawks destroyed them. And I feel like Diggs is, you know, an alpha just like DK Metcalf. So I could see him doing the same thing, having himself a game there. Yep. At 7700 very good price point for him. Next up, after Diggs there, we have Jamar Chase going against Cleveland like we had discussed earlier. He is up $100, so he's $7,600 this week. You can't go wrong with Jamar. He keeps showing out, gets a touchdown every single week. I believe his yards were down this past week against the Jets. I don't think he broke 100, but still managing it in the end zone. And yeah. he also dropped a touchdown. I remember seeing that on red zone. It just hit him right in the chest. Bounced off his uh, front chest pad. Yeah, Chase, he's up in that mid-7K range, and I think that's where he'll be all year. I think when he took that huge price jump the other week, Jake and I mentioned that, yeah, this is about where he should be and where we expect him to stay, so nothing crazy there. This next one is one that jumps out to me, though. Justin Jefferson down $700, down from $8,200 to $7,500. They're playing at Baltimore. So, again, this is that game that I think that I'll probably be targeting. Mm-hmm. We'll take a look at the player models this weekend and you know, take a look at ceilings and plus minus projections but i really think jefferson is one of those upper 7k lower 8k receiver talents and so coming in at 7500 i feel like that that's low for where he should be 
Now, obviously, that doesn't guarantee he's going to return value, but we know what he's capable of. So I really like him. For sure. And I want to say a couple weeks ago, he was 8K. And then, yeah, 8,200 last week. This past week, I know he didn't perform well. I believe he only had two catches. Mm-hmm. So he just didn't get fed the ball. But you never know. That could have been, you know, he had a tough matchup with a cornerback, so they were favoring Thielen or something. Right. So who knows this week? He could be targeted a lot more. Love his talent. He is one of the best ones out there getting it done. Yeah. Keep moving along. Or yeah, well, yeah, I was just going to say, then very similar to him, right below him, we have A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown is up $600, but also coming in at $7,500. Jeez, my bad. <laughs> they got to get a, a sortable table on here so I can go by time. All right. Well, I do like A.J. Brown, though. All right, C.D. Lamb. <laughs> 7200 They're playing Denver. So, CD typically lines up more in the slot. I'm guessing Sertain is going to be following Amari Cooper around, which would explain why, if you jog down here, Amari Cooper is all the way down to 5,700. He's down 400 from the 6,100 that he was. So, anyway, up here at CD Lamb, I, I don't think 7,200 is too expensive for him. He's down $600. Playing Denver, a team that they should pretty much throttle, so... I don't know if they're going to get it done through the air or if they're just going to grind it out with Zeke. Like Jake mentioned, Denver has a terrible run defense. But I think that's a fair price for him. And they're playing at home. I mean, you're playing in Jerry's world. You don't have to worry about the elements at all. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a great spot for CD. He's one of those guys that I feel like should be in the mid-seven, upper seven range, especially with what he just said about Cooper getting shadowed by Sertain. So CD should have a favorable matchup there. Yep. And he's down to 7,200. I say he had a pretty good drop there from last week. Dropping yeah. six hundred bucks. So right below him, another guy down six hundred dollars. Mike Williams with the Chargers. So he was up, I believe, in the eight K range for a while. Last week he took a big dip to seventy seven hundred, and now another dip down to seventy one hundred. They're playing at Philadelphia. Philadelphia, um, decent secondary, right? But mm-hmm. people have been able to run against them. So I'll, I'll let you kind of talk more about this. You're the Eagles guy. Yeah, Mike Williams. I think part of it is due to last week as well. Doo-doo. Doo-doo. <laughs> to his performance last week, Keenan Allen was the main guy for Herbert. He had most of the target share. And then the matchup. So I think his price drop is due to those two things. I could see him still being pretty pretty great, though, in this matchup. Philadelphia does not have tall corners at all. I mean, Darius Slay has got to be one of the shorter guys out there. So I feel like he could have a huge day in the red zone. For them, if they get, you know, moved down the field at all, could also catch a deep ball. I mean, Mike Williams has got some freaky athleticism with him. Pretty good price, Mm 7100 with that big of a drop. You definitely have to consider him and keep him in your player pool there. Yep, totally agree. Come down here, we got DeAndre Hopkins down $400. Playing at San Francisco, DeAndre Hopkins is all the way down to $7,000. over his career, he's been one of the top receivers in the NFL. And I think that he still is. But Arizona, they're running four wide and empty sets, and they're just spreading the ball around to everybody. And then you have you know, James Conner, who's been getting a lot of the goal line work, and Chase Edmonds catching passes out of the field, not to mention Kyler Murray being able to run on his own. So they just have so many weapons this year that it's not that Hopkins has been forgot about, but they just don't need to force feed him the ball. That being said, I think 7K is a more than fair price. For a receiver of his caliber yeah i think what will matter the most here i'm not sure what san francisco's defense uh for secondary is if it's man to man or zone nuke typically does a little bit better when they go man to man i mean we've all seen the video of kyler murray just 
cheesing from ear to ear when he saw Nuke was one-on-one -on -one in that one game. And what do you know? Lobs it right up to him. Nuke comes down with a touchdown. Mm -hmm. So I think that is something I want to look into more when I'm considering playing Nuke is, you know, what is the defense run in the secondary? Are we looking at man-to-man -man or a lot of zone? I think yep. that'll be a good factor to consider when you're looking at him to insert him in a lineup. And just that right there goes to show how elite of a receiving talent Hopkins is. He can dominate any cornerback in the league one-on-one. -on -one. But when teams play zone, it isn't that Hopkins is, you know, quote-unquote bad against zone. It's just that receivers can find soft spots and sit down. So it's not that Nuke can't get open or isn't good against it. It's just that you just, you know, hit the tight end in the seam. Mm -hmm. Hit someone, you know, in the flats who just sits under the corner. So, yeah, anyway, we'll keep going here. we got Thielen. 6,900. He's down 100. Thielen, kind of that boomer bust touchdown type of receiver. Cousins is always looking for him in the red zone. So in that game against Baltimore, you know, he's down 100. Jefferson's down 700. Cousins is fairly priced. Lamar is fairly priced. I got a feeling this is going to be a game a lot of people are going to be targeting. Yeah, that game is looking really good. It seems like every guy we've talked about from Minnesota and Baltimore is either price stayed the same or they've dropped. No one has gone up. Yeah, and even Dalvin Cook at running back mm -hmm. was down. So, yeah, I think that'll be a game a lot of people will be on, and if they aren't, then maybe we will be. Keep it coming here. We got Keenan Allen. So we just talked about Mike Williams. Keenan Allen is up 200 to 6,700. Um, and I think you maybe mentioned this the other week, Jake, that you wouldn't be surprised if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams swapped by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Price-wise, and you kind of see that happening here. So Mike Williams is down 600. Keenan Allen is up 200. I like both of them, I guess, in a vacuum if it's a neutral game script. Now, again, like I mentioned, playing Philadelphia, I imagine this will be more of an Eckler game. But I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I feel like Eckler, they'll definitely try and establish a run. What's their head coach's name? Brandon Staley. Staley. Yeah. He. Everybody's seen that video, too. He, you know, loves the run. You're just smashing them, physically imposing your will on them. It's more of like mental warfare. So I feel like that's what they're going to go for firsthand. And I'm thinking they're probably going to have success due to <laughs> the Philadelphia rush defense slacking. So I don't anticipate maybe too much from the Chargers wideouts. You could maybe see a touchdown here from them. The total I know is pretty high. It's at 50 points. So it it's hard to say. You could go with these guys, but I anticipate there being a little bit more rushing volume than usual. Yep. And this is that that price range where I'm looking for tournament receivers, but we'll keep getting down here into the lower 6K, upper 5K range, and that's kind of in the sweet spot for cash game receivers this year. Um, so let's keep coming down here. Deontay Johnson, price Monday. didn't change. Monday night, we'll skip him. Then we got Robert Woods Sunday night. DJ Moore, this was one that is really jumping out to me here. He's down $800 to 6400 Now, Jake mentioned Darnold might not play, but a receiver of that caliber, they're going to try to find ways to get the ball in his hands. I mean, he is elusive, yards-after-catch type of guy. I just got to imagine they're going to manufacture touches for him. Um, they are playing New England. New England, 24th-ranked versus wide receiver, but we do know that you know Belichick has kind of a knack for shutting down the other team's best weapon. So I'm sure that's kind of factored into the price here, but that 6,400 price tag is still just going to be too good for me to get off of. With the ceiling potential that DJ Moore has, I got I to gotta feel I'm going to be playing a lot of him this weekend. Yeah, him, it's tough to say, because I'm sure the total on that game is fairly low. I can't imagine it's 
you know, upper 40s or anything like that. I'm guessing mid 40s. Mm -hmm. Another thing to look at, I'm not sure, but Robbie Anderson got. Robbie hit. Anderson's out. Okay, so if he's out yeah. even too, then I'm not sure why DJ Moore dropped $800 to 6400 because he just seems like an even better play now. He's all they have. They might only score, you know, 13 points. But he might have two touchdowns at 150 yards to get him their, you know, 13 points. So we'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Calvin Ridley up next. You know, he's stepping away from football for a while. We wish him well. If he were to come back this week, he's down $400 to 6200 playing at New Orleans. Um, you got to imagine Lattimore would shadow him. So good price, terrible matchup. And, you know, with whatever he's dealing with, it's someone that I don't really want to play right now, mm -hmm. you know. Wish him all the best in, in life, but when it comes to playing DraftKings fantasy fake football, <laughs> probably going to skip over him. We'll keep coming down here. We got Brandon Cooks um, up 400 to 6,100 playing at Miami. That's still too cheap for a player who's getting that kind of volume. Um, he did it with Davis Mills, and Terod Taylor might be back now. So, yeah, he's going to be another viable cash game option. If you're into that Miami game, you know, we were talking about how cheap Tua is this week. And he has the stackable options in Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki, Jalen Waddle. Well, you could always run it back with Cooks. Yeah, that game I could see some people getting on. Because you know then your other options that you're doing as your one-offs or mini correlations, you probably get some high-priced guys to target. And Brandon Cooks is always a great uh, run back with Houston. We've seen that the whole season where he, you know, he's putting up close to probably 20 points, if not more. I think this last week he had over 20 because he got himself a touchdown. So, mm -hmm. really like that yeah. guy right there. Price is amazing. Still, yeah, super good deal at 6,100 there. Yep, exactly. Um, we got Michael Thomas. Looks like he's still on the pup list. He'll be out. Um, Pittman's playing Thursday night. And then we're down here, Marquise Brown, that Baltimore-Minnesota game. Price didn't change. He's still at 6K, which I think is underpriced for the way he's been I mean, the way he's been playing, he's had a lot of drops, but you know, like I mentioned in a previous episode, he gets open and they like to target him, and that's really what you ask for. Like someone that has a lot of drops, that just means that they're getting open and getting the ball thrown to him a lot. Mm -hmm. I'd be and more concerned with someone who's not running routes, with someone who's not getting targeted, than I would be with someone who has drops. Yeah. No, I have to, I have to take back what I had said weeks ago. Is I wasn't high on him because I'm becoming a believer more and more. Uh, if you look at their offense. He's really their only viable deep threat. Rashad Bateman has gotten into the mix, but he's not getting a lot of air dot. Like, he's not getting deep down the field. Mark mm -hmm. Andrews, same thing. Those are like your uh, getting targeted in the flats and then kind of the mid-range area on the field where Marquise Brown's their deep threat. He's the guy running the deep posts, the fades, the goes. And he's getting the ball in his hands, too. That's mm -hmm. the other positive with that. Yeah, he's he's not just running the like, wind sprints down the sideline. He's getting targeted. So, yeah, 6K, I think that he's a very viable tournament option. And that's that game we were saying we like, Minnesota and Baltimore. A lot of good things there. Absolutely. Um, we'll keep coming down here. we got Cortland Sutton for Denver playing at Dallas. Dallas, 25th-ranked versus wide receivers. He's down $500. I have to imagine that has to do with the return of Jerry Judy. Mm -hmm. because Cortland Sutton is a great talent, but now that he's going to be splitting targets up, um, you kind of got to pick which one you want to go with. You know, some of these other teams, it's easier. You know who the wide receiver one on the team is, but we don't know if Jerry Judy's going to be the wide receiver one or if Cortland Sutton's going to be wide receiver one, or if they're just both going to get seven targets, you know, and they're both going to end up with 70 receiving yards and 
end up both being players that you don't want to play. Mm-hmm. So with that game, I anticipate Denver playing from behind. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, agree. I bet Dallas will go up. So Denver will have to resort to the passing game early. But yeah, it's hard to say. You don't know who Alpha is going to be in that lineup with Judy coming back. I love Judy's route uh, running capability. I don't know if anyone does it better than him. And as we're looking there and scrolling down. Yeah, just jogging down. Jerry Judy's coming in at only 5K this week. He's up $100 from last week. So you can do Cortland Sutton for 5900 or Jerry Judy for 5000 It's one of those things we'll look at ownership later in the week because naturally, my natural inclination is to play the cheaper receiver. Mm-hmm. But like I just said, we don't know who the wide receiver one is. So if Judy's going to come in at 25% ownership, I might just play Cortland Sutton to be contrarian in a few contests because I completely agree with what Jake said. They're playing at Dallas. You got to imagine that it's going to be a high-paced game and they'll be playing from behind. So that's one of those we'll look at ownership. Since I don't have a strong feeling and there's not much data to support either of these receivers being the alpha, you know, you may want to fade both of them or get contrarian if you really do want to have pieces in this game. Yeah, that that might be a team or whatever you want to pay attention pay attention to the beat reporter maybe for the Denver squad there to see because Judy I could see coming back maybe like limited reps. They got him on a rep counter. That's what Nuke was the other week when he came back against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. I was really irritated because I played in my showdown lineup, <laughs> and then he's not even out on the field for the last like four minutes of the game. They just got him chilling on the bench because they had to cap his rep. So Judy maybe could be on something similar to that. That's just something you got to pay attention to the news, though, for those guys. And we'll want to try to figure out who Trayvon Diggs is going to be covering. Mm-hmm. That That's going to be big, too. Trayvon Diggs has given up big plays to receivers, but we know what kind of kind of turnover potential that he has, and that might scare a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater away from even throwing in his direction. Um, let's kind of try to wrap this up. We'll, we'll see if anything else jumps out at us here. Jake, you got anything? Amari Cooper, maybe. We were saying, though, it's tough to say. Sertan mm-hmm. is probably going to be shadowing him, but I just anticipate Dallas kind of spreading the ball like they normally do mm-hmm. and going up early. So we could see him maybe getting uh, some decent amount of targets, but he's just got a really tough matchup, so it's hard to say. But his price point's so much cheaper than uh, C.D. Lamb, so that's the only thing maybe. That might be something to look at ownership and see who you know is higher on that side and then maybe go with the guy that's got lower if you're doing tournaments. But Yeah. Yeah, coming down here, um, not a whole lot. Sterling Shepard up 200. He went out with that injury. If he's healthy, I think 5,500 is fair price for him. Cole Beasley's up 500 to 5,400 this week, playing at Jacksonville. I think that's viable for tournaments, especially if Dawson Knox is out again. So we'll just have to check on the injury report and see where he's at later in the week. Um, we keep coming down. Devontae Parker up 400 to 5,300. They're playing Houston. Again, if you want to have a two a stack, I think Devontae Parker is definitely worth consideration. Jalen Waddle's coming in at 5,600. So Waddle, the slot receiver, coming in at $300 more than Devontae Parker, who's, you know, their ex-receiver when he's healthy. Not a whole lot else here jumping out at me. T. Higgins still priced down at $5,300. He's on the field in all their wide receiver two sets. He gets targets. I think it's only a matter of time until he has a blow-up game. So $5,300, he's definitely worth being in the player pool. Devontae Smith down $300 to $5,200. They're playing the Chargers. Second-ranked defense versus wide receivers. What are your thoughts on him, Jake? Him, 
I like him here because the game, I think, is going to turn into a high-scoring game on both sides there. That total is pretty high. And Hertz does target him and Dallas Goddard probably more than anyone else. I don't see any other receiver right now really being a reliable option. I think Jalen Rager got in the end zone this last week, but it was on a reverse. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even a passing play. So I could see him at that price point. Not too bad for him. He's in that 5K range. So he's you know someone you could consider. But Yep. Yeah, we'll kind of keep jogging down here. It's just the usual names you see in this range every week. They're up 100 or down 100. Marquez Callaway down 400 to 5K. They're playing against Atlanta. If that's a game that you wanted to add pieces to, um, I think at that price, that's a, a tournament option. Jerry Judy, like we mentioned, coming in at 5K. Russell Gage up 700, still only at 4,900. Now they are playing New Orleans. You know, it says they're 32nd ranked first wide receivers. And Atlanta will be playing from behind. So for a sub 5K receiver who's their team's wide receiver one, if Calvin mm-hmm. Ridley's out, even though it's, I mean, I still feel like New Orleans is a tough matchup, but we'll see, I guess, especially if he has Lattimore shadowing him. Sub 5K, worth consideration, though. Not really seeing anything else down here. Randall Cobb up 1,000, playing at Kansas City. Tunyon's out for the year. Maybe they're anticipating Green Bay to use more three wide receiver sets with Randall Cobb in the slot. Yeah, I'm just not too too big on that one, though, because right above him is Alan Lazard, so it's hard. Right. Hard to want to go with either of those guys when they're priced right the same. It's just tough to say. Green Bay, if Devontae Adams is back, that's your guy to go with. No doubt. Yeah, here, so going down quite a bit further, Najee Sharp, Tajay Sharp, I'm sorry, is up $900. To 4,200, he plays for Atlanta, so looks like they're anticipating him to get more looks with Calvin Ridley. I think he was tied for targets in their last game with uh, Kyle Pitts. Okay, and Tajay's been in the league for a while. I remember he played for the Titans for a while, so he's a veteran presence who should be able to step in and be serviceable. At $4,200, maybe that's a sneaky, sneaky little bargain bin play. Not really seeing anything else. We're getting down here into the 3K range now. Um, Nico Collins is up $400. The rookie for Houston playing against Miami, $3,600. He seems to essentially be their wide receiver too. They traded Anthony Miller away a few weeks ago once Collins came back. So if you wanted to get pieces in that game and get contrarian by not playing Cooks, you could save quite a bit of money and play Nico Collins for $3,600. Also, K.J. Osborne here, down 200 to 3,600 if you wanted to have pieces of that Minnesota-Baltimore. And then Olamide Zacchaeus for Atlanta. He's up 200 to 3,600. Again, with Calvin Ridley being out, we just got to figure out where those targets are going to go. And you got to imagine one of these receivers, at least one of these receivers, is underpriced. Mm -hmm. Any other thoughts with anybody down here? Nah, not so much. I don't feel like any of these guys are really great plays for you this week. Maybe Preston Williams there. I know he had some catches this last week. And then uh, Terrace Marshall, I guess. You could consider him with Robbie Anderson being out. Really, really cheap price there at 3200 Preston Williams coming at 3300 as well. They're going against Houston. Yep. Terrace Marshall's been out the last two weeks with a concussion. But, yeah, I agree with Jake. If he's back this week, he'll be stepping into that number two role. Whoops. Preston Williams, I guess there's not any – is there any news on him? 
He was. He actually didn't play. Huh. I could have swore I saw him. He was ruled out against the Bills. Never mind. Hmm. My eyes be playing tricks on me. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll about do it for receivers now. You know, we'll take a look at the player models later in the week when we have a better idea of projections and ownership. But this is just a quick run through. We'll uh, wrap up with tight ends here and we'll get out of here. So at the top, Travis Kelsey down $500 to 7K. Um, playing against Green Bay, Green Bay 10th versus tight end, but Kelsey's more of a receiver anyway, so that's pretty unbelievable. It's an incredible price for him. 7K. Yeah, I think really cheap. That's what he was the other week when we were saying this would be the cheapest he'll ever be. And then he went down 500. So Kelsey's going to be popular this week. Um, Darren Waller should be back from his injury. He was kind of a last-minute scratch last week. 6,200 playing at the Giants. I think 6,200 is about right for Waller. I'm surprised Kelsey isn't, you know, in that mid to upper 7K range. So at 6,200, that might be someone that you would play to be contrarian from everyone playing Kelsey. 6,200 is not a bad price, and they're playing the Giants. Yeah, no, Darren Waller, he is the guy in uh, Vegas there. He gets a ton of targets. I feel like that's a great price for him. I believe it's down from what he's normally been. He's been like an upper six sort of guy this year. Mm -hmm. So it's a really good price for him. After that, we have Kyle Pitts there, who dropped $400 and is at $5,900 this week. I don't know. It's tough to say with him. It depends where he lines lines up uh, on the field because the past few weeks he's been split out a lot more. So it's like, does Lattimore shadow him? You know, or what are they gonna do with New Orleans? You know, who's yep. gonna line up on Pitts? So yeah, yeah, I agree. It'll be really interesting to see what they do. Um, down four hundred to fifty nine hundred. It is. It's another one of those, essentially a receiver with tight end eligibility coming in under six thousand dollars. So. Gosh, I agree with everything Jake said, but that's still tough for me to get off of him when I know I can lock in a player that's going to get 7 to 10 targets in my tight end spot for under 6K. Keep coming down here, Mark Andrews. Again, Minnesota-Baltimore coming in at 5,500. More than fair price for someone that, you know, we know what his ceiling is. George Kittle, is Kittle going to be back? Was he back? Looks like they opened up the 21-day practice window, so he now has three weeks before they have to activate him. So not sure if he'll be back this week or not. We'll know later in the week. 5,200 against Arizona. If he's at full health, I think that's fair price for him. But Debo has really asserted himself as the alpha. Thoughts on those guys? Yeah, I like uh, Andrews a lot. He's a big red zone target for Lamar. Like we were, we've been saying the whole time now, that Minnesota and Baltimore game, I feel like there's going to be a lot of points. There's mm -hmm. going to be firing back and forth. So I love Michael. Mark Andrews. At that price, I feel like that's a very fair price for him at 5500 George Kittle, hard to say. He really hasn't done much all year when he was healthy early on. He's been fighting with injuries. And Arizona's defense has done pretty well this year. So it's it's just a tough matchup. And Debo is the, is the guy there for the 49ers. So hard to say with Kittle at that price if I'd go with him or not. The guy after him is a guy I really like at his price point. Mike Gusecki there. 4900 he dropped $100, and they have an awesome matchup against Houston this week. I see Gasicki being, you know, just a target monster in Miami. He's going to get a lot of looks. 
they line them out wide they line them in tight more in like a sort of wing area there and he's always running routes doesn't stay in the block too often so i love his matchup there yep i agree it's another one of those receivers playing tight end and if preston williams is still out and i'm not sure if will fuller's back or what the deal with him is so someone definitely worth considering Shock down here we got dalton schultz playing denver he's down four hundred dollars to forty eight hundred I'm not sure why he's taking such a, a big dip there. Denver is fourth against tight ends, but Dalton Schultz has uh, shown to have some good usage pretty much throughout the entire season, so I think that's fair price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that's really good price for him. And like we've been saying, the game trip here, we feel like Dallas is going to go up big. So Schultz, I could see as being one of the contributors on their side. Next up, we have Zach Ertz with Arizona. Going at San Francisco, he has risen $300, so he's at $4,700 this week. And the San Francisco defense is third-ranked against tight ends. We all know they have Fred Warner, and it's a pretty good linebacker. So I don't, I'm not huge on that matchup, especially with the price being that high. I would have thought Ertz's price would have dropped instead of gone up, so that's kind of a shock to me. I think we said last week or two weeks ago, you had mentioned, you know, Zach Ertz doesn't break tackles. I don't think he's ever broke a tackle in his career. Never breaks tackles. So. But he does get fantasy points. Jake has a great point with Fred Warner and the linebacking crew out in San Francisco, you know, matching up with him that he's probably not going to get a ton of targets, probably not going to get a ton of catches. But they run weird goal line stuff with Ertz. Mm-hmm. They'll run reverses. They'll run shovel passes. Um yeah, I think that's a little pricey for me, too, but who knows? We'll see how they use him. Come down Dawson Knox. If he's back this week playing Jacksonville, great matchup, 4600 Um, That's getting a little pricey for me. I know he's down 200 but he, he's a touchdown-reliant tight end. You know, B- Buffalo has so many options. I would almost rather go down to Goddard at 4500 or even up to, let's say, Gesicki, at 4900 then play Knox at that 4600 range. Yeah, I'm not too high on Knox. Just like you said, he's a touchdown-dependent sort of tight end. Yeah, good for tournaments. Um, then, like I just mentioned, Goddard. Goddard's down $200 to 4500 They're playing the Chargers. Chargers 27th rank versus tight ends. I feel like Goddard's just going to get more and more involved in the offense with Ertz having been traded a week ago. So, I don't know... You know, how well he did last week. I thought he had a double-digit fantasy game. I'm kind of surprised to see him go down in price. So 4500 I think, is going to put him in uh, my player pool for sure. Yeah, I believe he led them in targets last week or was tied for the lead. So he's a guy that Jalen Hurts has been counting on him since week one. I mean, that Atlanta game they had week one, I remember he had a touchdown catch. And he's been a guy that he goes to, especially when he's rolling out and has to find someone that's maybe like middle of the field or so in that distance because the receivers are typically running the deeper route. So Goddard's kind of been the guy, uh, or Godert. Godert? Goddard? What? I believe it's Goddard, but Goddard. could be wrong. I never pronounce it right, so I just want to try and get it right for once so I don't get trolled here. We'll just have to get him on the show, and he can tell us how it's pronounced. That's right. South Dakota State boy. Yep. So we'll kind of finish it up here. Uh, Noah Fant down $500, but you got to remember, they're playing, or they're playing Dallas, which seems like a favorable matchup, but Jerry Judy's back. Albert O is back. They didn't really use Noah Fant all that much in the passing game when those guys were healthy. So I got to imagine that has to do with why he's priced down to 4400 yeah. Not saying I would stay away from him, 
but I get it. It's just hard to say. There's a lot of things going on now with you have those two guys back, like you had mentioned. So his price is just tough at 4,400 to say that he's a viable option or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like th this range here. Hunter Henry coming in at 4K, so he's down 200. They're playing Carolina. I like him. CJ Uzama up 200 to 3,900. They're playing Cleveland. I like him. Fryermuth up 200 to 3,800. I like him. Those are three guys. Don't even worry about Fryer. Oh, Fryermuth Monday night. Sorry about that. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> Th those are three guys, that, or two guys, I guess, that I like. Good price point. I think that they do have a decently high floor that they've proven throughout the year, but they don't have that big name name recognition, so their price is still down. I mean, Hunter Henry, what's the difference between him and like Dalton Schultz? You know, what's the difference between him and Mike Gesicki? Those guys are almost $1,000 more, so I like those guys there. Ingram, still haven't seen it from him yet. Dan Arnold, up $600 to $3,400 versus Buffalo. Still fair price for the kind of usage he's going to get. Jared Cook down 100 to 3,300 playing at Philly. So Jared Cook really involved in the passing game with the Chargers. I like that. Anything jumping out to you here in this range? Yeah, I like Jared Cook a lot at that price for 3,300. Uh, last week, that was a steal at 3,400. So this is even better uh, play for him this week. I could see him being a great option and some double sacks with Herbert and then running it with uh, Allen or... Mike Williams, so I feel like he's a great play. Yep, totally agree. Now we're down here at the men's salary range. Um, nothing really jumping out to me. I did notice that Tommy Tremble here is coming in at 2800 So with Robbie Anderson out, and we're not sure if Terrace Marshall is going to be back, I believe Christian McCaffrey is still going to be out this week, right? I think this is the last week of IR. I don't know, maybe. I think McCaffrey can come back this week. Okay. Because they had him priced at like 8K or something. We'll have to keep an eye on that. But yeah, Tommy Trumbull was targeted four times this past week. And we all remember him getting those carries a few weeks ago, you know, where he got in the end zone for a touchdown and won some people some money on that showdown slate. So at 2,800, I think that that is a, a pretty sneaky play there at tight end where you're usually just looking for the upside and to get contrarian. So if you can save money by playing a $2,800 tight end, who has that, you know, five, six, seven target upside, even gets carries near the goal line. I think that's an interesting play. Mm -hmm. so. Another guy, maybe uh, mm -hmm. Herndon. I don't know what his usage has been like, but I know he had a touchdown catch the other week for Minnesota. Yeah. He's a guy, like we were saying, it's the Baltimore-Minnesota game. So if Looks like he had two targets, um, and one of them was for a touchdown. But, yeah, he's been an athlete. A receiving or a pass catching tight end, you know, really athletic tight end since he came into the league. He just hasn't really caught on. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting at that price tag and in that game. Yeah, um, I like all those. So that kind of does it for the DK salary breakdowns. I don't know. You got anything else? That'll do it. Say thanks for hanging. Yep, we'll be back Saturday. We'll go through all the player models and then we'll build a cash lineup that we'll submit in the $25 massive double up on Sunday. So that'll do it for this. We will uh, we'll be looking at the spreads and lines later. That'll be a, an episode released later in the week. Thanks for hanging with the bros.